two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to an inferiority complex for providing our theme song. It is August 24th, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and tonight I am joined by Russ. Hello there. And we have the Force Ghost himself, the guy who gave Ray the double bladed red lightsaber, Force Ghost Jim. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. <laughs> yes, folks, because that's a thing that's apparently going to happen. Buckle in. Good lord, we're in the wild, wild west when it comes to Star Wars nonsense. So with that being said, gentlemen, we have... God, D23 is still going on as we are recording this, but at this point only the theme park stuff is left, so I think it's fair to say that we pretty much have a nice grasp on everything that we're going to talk about. And the only disclaimer I have to put out before we start discussing anything is that apparently the footage for The Rise of Skywalker that was shown at D23 on Saturday will debut on Good Morning America on Monday. But unfortunately, nobody's able to record after this moment in time before the Thursday deadline for a new episode. So you're just got to suffer with us reading descriptions of it and the baseless speculation from that instead of baseless speculation from actually seeing the video. We've got a good bit of D23 already <clears throat> already gone by. Now, Rebel Force Radio came out with a new episode Friday, and the, all they were doing is speculating about D23. And I'm listening to it today going, yeah, we know all this stuff already. I just stopped it. I'm like, they know nothing. This is a day ago. Why did you even bother <laughs> recording? So props on you. At least, we, at least it's, most of the stuff is out. Oh, man. Shots fired. Shots fired to, what, the largest Star Wars podcast and longest running? Hey, well, hey, the most scandalous as well, all right? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we've, we've been, remember, folks, Russ is still new enough here. He hasn't heard the drama between us and the Star Wars podcasting community. Oh, bring it on. That would be great. Oh, no. I, no. Somebody had to live. <laughs> Jim knows that, too. Somebody had to live through that two years oh. ago. We don't want to go through that. All right, I'm just, I'm just you jumping don't, at you. You know, you think it's kind of one of those things you think you want the attention, but you really don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen to Rebel Force Radio every week. Big plug for them. Love you guys. Great stuff. It's funny, Jim. That's actually almost two. I think it's two years ago this week since that yeah. happened. Since the podcast changed from a Star Wars junk to Knights of Vader. Oh my God, that was so. And it was so funny as. It, it, it just i was like yeah, just, yeah let's move on <laughs> oh, next man. i will make all of our listeners a deal if i ever see you in real life in person i will tell you the story behind that that is that is the unofficial deal i if i ever yeah. encounter you in real life i will tell you that story um until then it will be a uh a part of the knights of vader lore well it, it's yeah it's just not even worth going into it doesn't deserve anything other than just do your job just this is fun and volunteer. Jesus, people. Yeah, uh, apparently Star Wars fandom can't be fun. But we did have fun this weekend. Yes, let's go. All right. So I would imagine we want to save the Rise of Skywalker stuff for last. Unless 
You'd be like <laughs> Disney and talk about it first. Just hype it up, hype it up, then not let 99% of the fandom see it. Yeah. First, let's delve into some, I guess, I want to say, I guess we'll start with the stuff that's the less meaty and then slowly progress into the stuff that's the most meaty. Um, let's do Kenobi series. It's finally official. It's been confirmed. You and McDonald himself came out on stage, <laughs> asked Kathleen Kennedy if there was going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and we're finally here. Yep. Yay. And it's, it looks, yay. The world rejoices. But of course, I mean, it seems like they're just pulled everything out. Like they've kind of pulled themselves out of their own dark times. So everything they've released and looks interesting. And I mean, this just right off the top, Kenobi. I mean, everyone, who's going to not want that? It's been handed at and talked about. It kind of is a character that bridges back to the to the original trilogy. It's, you know, and it's, and he's still, you know, he's still an actor that's capable of playing the role, which is nice. And he wants to direct too. That's a uh, that's cool. Oh, he wants to get his hands into what, it. That's good. I I think that's what they used probably to drag him into it. I think that's what they they used. To, <laughs> I, if I was a betting person, that's what they used. Yeah, we've known this has been coming for a while. It's been what it's funny. Yeah. Everybody's. I don't want to say that like I don't want to say underwhelming. It's kind of just like what whelming, in the sense of like we've known this is coming. It was always a question of when, not if. And I again, I would imagine if the Han Solo movie made money. This probably would have been announced that weekend. It would but, have been a movie, right? Yeah. So I guess it's it's funny. Um, I'm in a way I'm glad because at least we'll get. I think the rumors that it's going to be six episodes long. I think I don't <laughs> think it's supposed to be eight, but right. even even if it's six to eight, that's at least what three times as much space as a movie would give you. Well, yeah, but say that's like two films almost. Well, the way they pace it the, out. Right, and the, and then the nice thing is with these TV series, they can actually do character developments, have longer plots, do some more stuff with them instead yeah. of you know having two and a half hours and being done. But the only concern though I have with that though is that remember you have to sustain it. Like remember a lot of the the Star Wars we're used to having two hour long series, and yes, we have things like the animated TV shows. And the Mandalorian is really going to be the canary in the coal mine when it comes to Star Wars on in live action, like on a TV level. But I don't know though. Like you don't also, I, again, with Kenobi, he's being he's on Tatooine for nineteen years. Are they going to condense those nineteen years into six hours, or is this going to be a thing like, oh, we're going to do the first year of him being there, or just a weekend of him being there, and then well, depending on the success of this, eight it's yeah, eight years place. after. Eight years yeah. after Sith, eight yeah. nine years after, so it's nine years. Nine years before, is it nine years before? So, it's nine years before uh, episode four. So is Owen going to be a character and, and young Luke? I mean, it, surely that's what the, that's the rumor. That's yeah. the, of course it's nothing proven yet, other than him walking on. But yeah, there's the rumor <laughs> that there's going to be some interaction with him and those characters. I still hope they go back and do the book. The book, yeah, the, the pre, recent book, yeah, the, yeah. I, but of course, it's pre, it's pre canon, right? It's considered legend. No, material. I think yeah, that legends. came out. No, it's oh, legends. it is legends. Oops. Yeah, yeah I did starring, the same thing. starring Stranger Things thing. as Luke Skywalker. What? I said I think Stranger Things is going to play a young Luke, one of them. Just oh, any, take anyone. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I, again. It'll be interesting to see. I think we'll definitely. I, I, it's funny they have that timeline they put out, like with all like everything like dotted with years. Yeah, I saw that. And the thing that's interesting though is that the fact that this takes place right in the middle of the solo time period. Well, oh, yeah, this does. 
Oh yeah, this is their world that they wanted to build in the films, probably like Darth Maul. I've already right. seen mentioned that I there's going to be a that. separate. I, think this, I yeah. agree. I think the plot was probably going to be what the movie was going to be, or something you know, derivative, maybe stretch it out, do something with it. And you know, who says that Obi Wan stays on Tatooine? Who says he doesn't? He could possibly leave. Who says Cowboy May can't get Ahsoka in it, right? And she can well, be the one going off world doing adventures, or something. Yeah, something, you know, to do a six episode, you're going to you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to get a little creative with this one. Well, that's the thing, though, is that, like you said, Jim, the, the big question is how much of this involves Tatooine, because, of course, we're going back to the most Eisley cantina. We're going to get more. We're, we're yeah, we're going to get that world. Fleshed Another out. new Jabba will be in it. Who will be in it, Jim? I said you're going to have Lars farm in this. You're going to. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do you're getting some. This is nostalgia. This will be the visit. This will be a nice bridge between young Obi Wan to old Obi Wan. Sandcrawler level. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that that's what I mean. That's what it's about. It's gonna ha- hopefully it has that feel. You know, if they're going, you know, it'd just be interesting if he stays on Tatooine. If he does, I'll be interested to see what they do with it. If I hope, as I said, I liked the book. I thought the book was really good, enjoyable. But again, See, you can't do that with with you're going to involve Luke Skywalker in it. I don't know. So See much. that Rob Rob other other Knights of Vader host can read. He's proven it. <laughs> I think we didn't catch that. That's, that's a deep cut uh, Knights of Vader reference, folks. Um, the joke that no other member of the Knights of Vader can read except for Rob. Uh, no, like the thing I think is interesting though is like how much, like you said, Jim, nostalgia are we going to sprinkle into this? Because are they going to take the low hanging fruit with like Jabba, the bounty hunters? Like, are we? Is this going to be another instance where we see yes. Dengar and Boba Fett? <laughs> like, we know Boba Fett hangs around here. Um, that's my oh. concern though. And like, are they going to throw Darth Maul in with Crimson Dawn? Are they going to throw in, like, is it, I would imagine there's going to be some episode or something like this is going to be when Obi-Wan learns that Darth Vader is still alive. I, I think they go for the low-hanging fruit with no problem because this is on pay-per-view. They got to give people <laughs> what they want to watch. Do we have a tentative release date for this? Uh, yeah, it is the six episodes. They figured it would probably run up to... Rumor has yeah, it it's before the next trilogy, but somewhere after, say, uh, Mandalorian and all that. Right. It's like after, 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 after Clone Wars and all that. I think it, I think it may predate Clone Wars release. I think it's going to be in that stretch there. No, Clone Wars is February 2020. Right. Yeah, it's probably be 2021 or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the end of the year next year. Maybe and maybe because they. Their whole, I think, their whole goal is to keep new Star Wars going, so people won't drop the service. Keep something to look forward to. So I think they'll they'll spread it out. It's a good business model and decision to not have new stuff running concurrently. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, look at the Marvel. The Marvel has eighteen different streaming series that are all coming out in one year. Like that's the only thing, though. Is like there's also the question of oversat. It's it's weird as this may sound. There is the right. notion of oversaturation. Right. They, I, do- I think. I agree. They with do you seem to be time Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're timing it out pretty well, though, because they're taking the smart decision to just release episodes once a week for Mandalorians. Like it's in, you know, like it's a right. show you can follow and people can talk about it. And you, it's, it's not like when you put it all up, no one is on the same, you know, wavelength with it. It's like, oh, I don't want to spoil anything. But here, if it's out, you know, you can just talk well, about a single and episode then, right. and speculate. It becomes, it becomes serial. It becomes serialized 
unlike a lot of things on Netflix, when they will dump the whole season down, you're going to have one episode and on whatever, you're going to have one episode of the Mandalorian and everybody's going to be like, Oh, did you see that? You know, I, I agree. It's going to create focus. That's the word I'm looking for. Focus. There you go. <laughs> well, I still can't figure out the Mandalorian releasing. If it is once a week and it begins the 12th, which would lead one to assume it's going to be, let's just, let's just for the sake of argument, assume that it's going to be every Tuesday a new episode drops. And it's eight episodes, so we have 12th, the 19th, the 26th, the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th, the 24th, the 31st, and that'd be, what? Yeah, the, tw- uh, the 31st. So It's finishing they- up as, as, as Rise of Skywalker's in theaters? That's that's a thing though. I because considering that when both Rebels and Resistance are on, well, Resistance is still currently on the air. Both of those shows took a break, like the very beginning of December, and then didn't show up again until sometime at the end of like mm. like January, beginning of February. Yes, the streaming service is its own thing. Like I'm not even going to try to equate the two, but it's the idea: are they really going to want to have the Mandalorian wrapping up the exact same time? That hopefully, knock on wood, Rise of Skywalker is breaking records. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all going to be have to be going on at the same time. I don't, I don't. Maybe they release two at once. Who knows? They could maybe try to pull that maybe. back just one week, and it would be almost perfect. Or make the uh, first episode two weeks. You know, two episode make you know one week. Make it a how long is it going to run? Is it how long is the show? An hour, I guess. Probably. Right. You know, maybe they combine the first two episodes. Yeah, I don't know. But it kind of takes away from the fact that they're not as maybe there isn't a big connection to the actual movie. You know what I mean? That it's not, you don't need, if you're what you got to be watching every episode right before you get in there because there might be a connection that right, you won't right, get. Right. You know, I don't, like that, right. I don't think it's that. I think they, they need to make it a little more accessible that anybody can go see it with even the, you know, right. mild interest. The people who think about Star Wars every two years, right? Well, then the other thing is they got it right for the streaming service, for the streaming service, because people are paying for it and it's new. And some people may not have seen Star Wars or been that involved in it. They they got to have something that gets them into the universe, gets them comfortable and want to know more about other stuff. So is this your entry drug? I don't know. Is it Dark Ray? Is that what's going to pull him in? I hope so. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get oh, to I that. I can't wait. I cannot wait. This is so fun. It's so great. No, the thing I think is interesting, though, is that, like, I don't think it's the issue of, like, the Mandalorian tying into Rise of Skywalker. No. I imagine, I imagine there might be an Easter egg or two kind of, like, hiding in the background. But my right. thing is the idea that, like, do you really want the conclusion to the premiere series for the streaming service wrapping up the same time? It's just the idea of, like, y- there's only so much air in a room. You don't want one Star Wars property sucking the air out of the others. And clearly, in a match between the two, the Rise of Skywalker was going to overshadow the man, the wrap-up to the Mandalorian. That's my only thing, though, is I can't see Disney having both of these things, or one wrapping up, while the other is, is making a commotion in movie theaters. I just don't see them doing that. I could be wrong. It does seem like that would take away from it ever connecting to people that do exist during the time of Mandalorian. Like, does it wouldn't Ben Solo exist during the time of Mandalorian? And of course, Han and Leia, and they're all alive at the time. You, yeah. it, you, that kind of keeps it that there probably won't be any crossover to you know our main leads. Well, they always could do again. I, again, we'll speculate down that some future date. 
But it's the idea, like, of course they could. They could throw something in because obviously Leia's a big, based on the books at that time period, Leia's still involved with the government. This is before her, like, branching off, making her own thing. I think there'll be something to tie in, but I just don't think it's going to be blatantly obvious. Like I said, I could very well imagine something about, like, again, a name drop, something like that, where it's like, you know, what do you expect? Uh, Like, I don't know, Han Solo to show up with a band of rebels, something, something off the cuff, not anything meaningful. Uh, but who knows? Though? He's I, as I really... powerful as Luke Skywalker and twice as handsome. <laughs> but no, like based on, I guess now, anything else about the Kenobi series, or do you want to stay on that or shift into more Mandalorian stuff? One Kenobi note, I do want to see Kenobi face off against the most uh, handsome bounty hunter in the galaxy, mess him up, and then he goes on to be known as Dengar after that. We need Dengar's origin story. He's super handsome, and he gets in a fight, and that's why he wears bandages. Russ, I don't mean to burst your bubble, though, but uh, Dengar's like that in the Clone Wars. Oh, man, I forgot about all that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Poor Dengar. (laughs) Pour one out for poor Dengar? Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, so Jim, anything else about Kenobi until we move on or no, I, I think, I think it's good. I think everybody's been looking forward to this. Uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with it. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he gets off planet or as I said, I wish they would go into that, that book. I enjoyed that a lot, but anyway, that's enough for me on that. I'm good. All right. Yeah. And Kenobi for me, like I've always liked Obi-Wan Kenobi's character, um, I don't know. I bet he did some pretty interesting things. I remember, I think a few like months ago, I talked about there was a book series called The Last of the Jedi. And the first book involved like Obi Wan going off planet trying to recruit like members for like an alliance to do something. He pretty much disappears for the rest of the the series. He's only in that first book. Uh, but no, I could see him doing that. I could see him having uh, some role in the Star Wars galaxy beyond just over overseeing Luke. Especially considering his appearance in Rebels Season 3, it seems like he's got a pretty good idea of what's going on in the galaxy beyond just the very isolated region of Tatooine he lives in. Hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting. I think at the earliest we're going to see this show is sometime in 2021. From what I'm reading right now from official sources, it says uh, they'll begin shooting sometime in 2020. That could mean January 1st. That could mean December of 2020. So I think the earliest we'll see this show is probably sometime in 2021. It absolutely is. That's a whole nother year. I know. What are we going to do, Ross? We have so much to talk about between now and then. Uh, but no, yeah, I, guess, I know. It's going to be nonstop for a while. You're going to be sick of it. Well, that's the thing, too, is that Clone Wars Saved starts in uh, February. And that's, so I think, that, about like half a, I think it's about a dozen episodes, give or take. That's cool. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, but, you know. But all those episodes, I think, except for the Siege of Mandalore, are uh, are they were available. I don't know if they still are. Uh, as animatics on the StarWars.com. And I've watched them. Like, don't get me wrong. They're not, like, bad stories. But they're exactly what Clone Wars was. Like, everybody forgets. The Clone Wars was losing some steam going into, like, Season 6. Like, people enjoyed the show. It had its core fans. But based on like comments by Pablo Hidalgo, the show was always in the red, which to this day I still don't understand. But it seemed, and then when Disney canceled it, like the rumors around the showrunners and creatives behind that were like they were shocked that there wasn't as much as a fan backlash as they expected. (laughs) 
I remember there one being mounted, but it seemed like it took a little while, like that people had to actually notice it was gone. But it was the idea that, like, think about it. It's the fall, uh, I guess, what, spring of 2013. Uh, season five of Clone Wars is wrapping up. We just had, like, a 10-episode arc, the little frog guy and the droids on a mission. It went, The episode arc went on forever. And then it's like, oh, Disney's canceling it. And in a way, everybody was like, Good. <laughs> because like we're getting episode seven like clone wars was fun like i'm not gonna deny that but it's like okay we have bigger and better things this was very nice filler but we really don't need this like we know like where everything's going like ahsoka had left um and even like star wars the lost missions like the yoda story is absolutely phenomenal but like the three episode arc with mace windu and jar jar going to like a weird planet with like giraffe creatures it's like it, it don't be wrong like it's it's interesting i love it when star wars goes off the beaten path but nobody was like oh like, like i think russ you and i have talked about it a couple of times there's like the amount of clone wars arcs that people really talk about you can count on one hand it's like mortis the yoda thing at the very end um a couple of the what's it, the clone trooper arc where they discover with the inhibitor chips yeah, in, their, the- in their temples <clears throat> Yeah, the ones with the yeah, of course, when the clones kind of become conscious and figure all you know that uh, that Order sixty six has come in and go crazy. It's like all this like Vietnam War kind of vibe to a lot of those two. Too. Yeah, and like the first two seasons, and I know a lot of people complain. I complain those are the bad seasons, but I always loved those because they were very pulpy. The show wasn't like extremely serious then, and I get it. That's what Lucas was trying to do. He was making a, a show that matured with the audience, which is what Rebels did as well. But it's like everybody worships the ground the Clone Wars work uh, walked on. I think only because it got canceled. It's not because like oh this like this was something kind of like wow like the Tartakovsky series where like this was kind of like mind blowing at the time and it still is mind blowing twenty almost twenty years later. And I, to all these people thinking that Clone Wars saved is going to fundamentally alter the Star Wars universe. It really isn't. And I've said it on previous episodes. Dave Filoni, at like, I think it was Celebration Europe in 2016. I could be wrong. He actually, like, in a panel, explained how the show was going to end. And it basically ends with Ahsoka confronting Darth Maul. Order 66 happens. And she has to, uh, she beats Darth Maul. But the thing is, she has to decide between defeating him once and for all, I guess either arresting him or killing him, we don't know which, or escaping with Rex. And saving her life. And that's kind of like that's it. That's how the show ends. I don't know how much of that's going to tie into seeing how uh, order. I guess Anakin's involvement. Or her seeing what goes on with Anakin. I would imagine it doesn't based on Rebels. Yeah because um, they've already shown her reacting to Vader right, and all I that. It's like all the punches. The punch is already gone. Yeah. That's my thing, though, to all these people thinking, like, again, if you're excited for I don't want to take that away from you, it just kind of, like, tempered those expectations. Like, you're going to have the ending of the Clone Wars uh, filled in, of course, but it's like, doesn't Revenge of the Sith already do that? that that's kind of the, million, the only thing that fascinated me, was that that's why when Clone Wars got canceled, I kind of shrugged with everybody else, because it was like, okay, it was cool while it lasted. Lucas, I remember back when, like, in the summer of 2008, when they were uh, promoting it, Lucas always said he never wanted the show to go past five seasons. So when it did get canceled, I was like, okay, it did its purpose. It, it, I don't want anything to go on beyond its, like, natural lifespan, like Rebels. I think, like, uh, for an episode, I think that's coming out next week, um, I rewatched the ending of Rebels, and it's great. Like, it really has a lot of resonance and power to it. 
And I think that show ended right the correct time. It didn't just drag on too long to the point where it got boring or just like, all right, enough. Like, we don't need another Padme arc. We don't need five episodes of Padme doing something <laughs> with the banking clan. But yeah, no, uh, Clone Wars saved. It's going to be fun. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, but again, based It'll on be- those... And- Go ahead, Russ. No, it, it seems like it's all a part of kind of like, this is like a big, you know, like, what are you, content dump. It's like, we needed all this. They they did pull, they wanted to just pull everything that they know people love. They felt, I think, defensive. And they're like, well, we'll put out that Clone Wars arc because that'll pull people in. A Kenobi that'll pull people in. This is all we just need to keep pulling people in. We, we cannot alienate anymore. We tried once, just once, and we made half the people really mad. Well, we'll we'll get into the word alienation when it comes to the rise of Skywalker part of this because they are if if the rumors are to be believed about anything that people saw today, uh, I don't know. Plus, there's a cu- couple comments that Daisy Ridley made as well that that I'm kind of shocked by. Um, not in any sort of bad way. I'm just kind of shocked that she's she's framing the film that way. But we'll get into that in due time. You have a good point, Russ. The idea of alienating people. I don't think it's the the issue of alienating people. I think Disney, Disney's corporate motto for the last fifty, oh, okay, last thirty to forty years has always been nostalgia. It's a company that just—that's their currency, nostalgia. And now more than ever, and this goes beyond even Star Wars. Like, look at all the shows they announced for Disney Plus. Like, everything is a pre-existing IP. Except for I think maybe one or two things And the only one I can think of off the top of my head Is the uh, Anna Kendrick Bill Hader Christmas movie Ooh, no, that, I missed that, that one That, But again it's the only original Thing that I think they're doing Like I have all this Disney Plus content that's coming In the next couple of years Like I know I made a joke in the Facebook group And it kind of landed flat And by joke I mean like I was half kidding And just trying to gauge the waters of what people were going to say But like they're bringing back Lizzie freaking McGuire Like like I loved Loved Lizzie McGuire growing up I had the largest crush (laughs) possible On Hilary Duff Like in the early 2000s And like it's one of those things Where that show got cancelled Like the big like I don't want to say joke But in 2003-04 Disney wanted to carry Lizzie McGuire from the Disney Channel onto ABC. And Hillary Duff and her camp wanted more money. And Michael Eisner said, bye. And that was the end of Lizzie McGuire. Like the show was supposed to continue into like a new thing after the movie came out. And when I heard that, I'm like, God damn it, Disney. Like I was done. <laughs> I was finally out. I was out. And then they pull me back in. And I'm like, no, I want. It's right. Hillary Duff. She's back just now. Like how it, it's just called Lizzie McGuire. It's just a reboot. No, what it is. It's um, it's her like living in New York city. It's her at like 30. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm no, you know what the sad thing is oh, that it's... everything they've announced. That's the thing I'm excited for <laughs> that. That's the thing. I'm forget Mandalorian. I'm excited for Lizzie McGuire. I need to know what happened with Gordo. Did she get together with Gordo? What happened? They kissed oh, the end of the movie. Oh my! Oh See, my. folks, I'm ge- I'm getting my Lizzie McGuire episode, folks. You go- you better be careful. Like Russ and Jim has when, said, when you do be- the Lizzie McGuire episode, please keep me out of it. Don't even let me know when you're filming it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm- folks, you-, you better hope there's a ton of content next year because if there's one week where there's nothing happening, I am going to break out the DVDs and we're going to be singing the Lizzie McGuire theme song together one week. Oh my! It'll be the Zang. You know, I- Russ, were you ever into that? You you were you in that demographic? No, I, I, I was aware of it. No, I didn't watch it Russ, at all. Russ, don't get drunk really in, Russ. Let him. I don't know. Sorry. 
Let him go. Let him go. It's better that way. He's Just got go. it. He's got it. Own it. Also- and he owning it, so that's fine. I saw that, and I'm like, no. I did, I did a Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. I'm like, no. No. As I picked up and like threw my Lizzie McGuire DVDs out the window down the energy shaft. I'm no like, Sweet Life trailer either. Did that come out too? Sweet Life. We, we can sweet only hope life. it's a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody continuation. Like, What, what would be next, Russ? They were on Underwater. Hotel. Underwater oh, yeah. on the moon. So the ship sank. Yeah, but they're okay. They they found a base. Or like it's like Sea Lab. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so many uh, nice Evader inside jokes, Jim. That's an inside joke to a couple weeks ago. It's not as off topic as you like to think it is. It's but okay. No. I've tuned you out because you're talking Lizzie McGuire. I'm tuned out. You let me know when you want me back in. I'm gonna go get a bowl of ice cream or something. I don't know. You go. All right. You're tapped out for right now. I, yeah, I'm tapped out on Lizzie McGuire and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I watched my kids watch it, and it annoyed me back then, so I'm just fine. You go do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> Jim, do any of your daughters like Lizzie McGuire? I might be able to work in other members of the Jim family. No, I had one daughter that liked it, and one that didn't care for it. Okay. So well, I'll have to work on that one daughter. I'll have to work on her and be like, hey, like, come on. Like, Lizzie McGuire's fun on a Star Wars podcast. There's nothing weird about that. Here, she's going to say something. Here she is. Go. Uh oh. I suffered with Lizzie McGuire with my sister for years. I've grown to hate it. <laughs> Clearly, that's not the daughter I should be talking to. No, 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 no. And uh, yeah, when you, when you said that, her head snapped around and went, is he really going to talk Lizzie McGuire? I went, yes, he's really going to talk Lizzie McGuire. Goddamn right. I love my Lizzie McGuire. I need to know what, what happened to Miranda. Miranda disappeared. She was on a trip. You know, you and six Mexico. other people might care, but it's okay. You can, you can find out on, pay, uh, on Disney Plus, Zach. That's I fine. will. I look forward to it. Oh, um, anyway, though, a Cassian Andor in K2SO series. There was the least actually, amount of information about this. I actually completely forgot that that existed with all this stuff coming you know out. What? That's right. They didn't show anything from it. Nope. No, but they just said it's planned. You know what? It looks good. I, I like Cassian as a character. I. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Because, again, like we already know the end game. Yeah, and what's the budget? Are they going to have Gold Leader and stuff showing up again? Is that even possible? Oh, I, I wouldn't count on it. Tarkin? CG Tarkin? <laughs> Maybe. What would a K2SO and Cassian series entail? Like, like I would imagine it's going to be like a spy espionage series. Well, yeah, and it's probably going on different missions, and they can drag different side things in and kind of relate to different things. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's a show that, like, out of all these, would seem to be, like, the most expensive. Like, a Kenobi one, you can shoot, like, uh, desert locales. And you, you've got that more or less figured out. It's desert locale or set, or like very specific type of sets. The Cassian Andor thing, it's either him like planet hopping or it's going to be like him being sent on a mission to like one location and that's where he spends the entire season. Right. What do you call him again? Uh, Captain Calrissian? Uh, Calrissian Endor. Yeah, Calrissian Endor. That's right. Okay. Because he's just a combination of different Star Wars names already. Just tweak some of the like the, the arrangement, like the syntax of a couple of those words. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's one that's like, I don't know, plus K2 is like a full CGI character. So like that's another one that's going to cost a lot of money to have him in the show. Like more so than just like a, I guess it's no more expensive than having what, IG? Yeah, IG, not, IG. 11. Not, 
Not IG-88, Ross. Not IG-88. That's his name. 77. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. why. Okay, Jim, you and I were discussing this earlier. Why not just make it IG-88? Why does it have to be the exact same character physically, but a different name? Yeah, I agree. IG-88 would have been better because it would have tied it to the Empire Strikes Back. Speaking and, of tying uh, it to the Empire those. Strikes Back, what about that Carbonite? Oh, that's true, too. That was an interesting scene. Yeah, but I think I agree with that. But, you know, if you watch the little mini uh, cartoons that came out early on, Star Wars ones that were Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. They had lots of IG-88. Hell, there was a whole army of them there on, on speeders. Well, that's not canon. Oh, yeah. I, unfortunately, that's not canon. But I mean, but I'm just, but with that mentally you know you're like okay there could be all sorts of right but if you're official going with the current canon you've never even seen ig88 unless you consider you know you've seen rebels right and uh well i know it's clone wars clone wars clone wars is the one that had ig88s in it i mean i model of them anyway well that's the thing though but like if you are going to give this one a very specific designation like considering that like IG-88 in the new canon doesn't really have a long history of things he's been up to. Like, right. why, again, you're just, it's kind of like the um, Jack Who versus Tatooine, like when The Force Awakens, like, first right. started, like, to be marketed. It's like, it's another desert plant that looks identical to Tatooine. Like, you're clearly, like, playing off that, so why not right. just make it that? Like, you're already nine-tenths of the way there. Like, I, I, I love, again, I love new characters. I've made that abundantly clear. But like, if the character is practically identical to a, a well, previous one, why, why not? It was it, exactly. It was teed up. Could have done it. Is it just another way to sell another character? I guess. Oh, but man, that would have been just dead on. Unless there's something that they don't want to use because it's old. I don't know. I I'm disappointed in that particular part of it. There was. It was right there. It was teed up for you. Right there. It was well, there. maybe. Maybe we're going to learn through the show that, you know, we, we want to think of IG-88 as like this independent uh, robot bounty hunter. Maybe just the Levin's older. Maybe he just works for the Mandalorian guy. Like, he's not an independent hunter himself. He's just like, he keeps him in the ship or something. It might be something. It, I, yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, that's that's a good twist on it, Russ. I wish to see how it plays out, but, I, man, I love his footage. That is great footage. Well, oh, yeah, good Shadows of the Empire vibe and everything from it. It's great. Yeah, no, they make it it's, truly terrifying it's, again. It's wicked. Well, the thing I like the most is, like, I love that shot of just them, like, walking in the door of, like, whatever location it is, and they're silhouetted behind, like, the white, like, the white of yeah. the light outside. Like, oh, yeah. that's great. Like, that's great. That's what you want out of, like, Star Wars now. That's new. We've never seen that before in Star Wars. And again, I'm counting the movies, the television shows, not, like, I imagine the comics, something like that has shown up probably numerous times. But that's so cool. You see a silhouette of an IG droid and a Mandalorian character. And that's great. Like that alone, that should have been like, yeah, I know they, the posters, him like on the desert of like, like the plateau of the desert. Right. Um, but like that alone, like just have that image, the Mandalorian. And I don't think there's a single star Wars uh, fan on the face of this earth. that's just not like, okay, here's my money. Like that's yeah, all you know. know I mean, th that's it. You're, you're, you're tying into that nostalgia. You're dragging in the stormtroopers. You're dragging, you know, even in the, you know, yeah, you're putting Atlanta. them on pikes. You're putting on pikes. Yeah, that's great. I mean, but again, you know, even bringing in death troopers in, you're bringing in, you know, kind of tying in, and it's got the feel like they've always said this feels like Star Wars, and it's in a, you know, and it's in a different 
slightly different era. The Mandalorian's costume is insane cool, but we've all studied it and realized this thing's a cobbled together thing of all sorts of things, but it's cool. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I, I liked, did you guys see this, the leak scene that got out with him where he's meeting where he gets his new mark? I did. I did, where you get a lot of great Werner Herzog dialogue. It's bounty hunting is a particular skill. Stomp troopers put your weapon. It's great. I'm well, so excited that Werner Herzog is part of Star Wars now. Well, and it's I love the best line in the whole thing. Says we got we all number you four to one. I like those odds. <laughs> I mean, that's badass. That's just badass. And he well, sounds like he sounds like the cartoon Boba Fett. He sounds like holiday special. I am Boba Fett. I I'm not quite New Zealand. I'm just a guy still. <laughs> they haven't ruined him yet, Ross. No, he's he's really good. He's like he's like original uh, Boba sounding, even better, almost cartoon level. Well, he's well, he's what Boba Fett was originally designed around. He's the man with yeah. no name. He's a bounty hunter. Like you're not supposed to. Like I know everybody has this weird sort of fascination. I've seen like a dozen articles in the last like week being like, "Will Pedro Pascal take the helmet off?" And I'm like, "Don't keep that helmet on." Like I don't care if you have to cement like rubber cemented to his head. Keep that helmet on. That's what we need out of Star Wars. Keep him. He's a character. That's it. We don't need to know his like backstory about how his family was murdered 15 years earlier because of a death trooper. It's like, keep him mysterious. Keep it. You know what? For some reason, they don't want to touch Boba Fett. I'm fine with that. Make again. It's a new character that it's aesthetically somewhat similar to Boba Fett and just let him keep the mystique. We've done that horrible job of Star Wars lately. Of just like just taking the layers of mystique off. Keep this character pristine in that sense. Yeah, it's hopefully it's great. I, I really look forward to it. I can't. I'm glad that this is the first thing we get to. Uh, yeah, well, I'll be there day one. Well, and then you know it's got good director. It's got it just has the feel to it. I'm looking forward to it. And you know, five years after Return, they're right. This is all new. We get to see what the world's like in the outer reaches. Jabba's dead at this point. The Empire's gone. They got the pre, you know, the Republic struggling to get. It's going to be kind of I. Kind of like a Wild West. Yeah, we get to see the uh, that footage you were talking about. The great you didn't talk about the great salacious crumbs everywhere. Salacious crumbs eating salacious crumbs and keeping them in cages. Did y'all see that scene? Yeah, the, yeah. We're watching the other one cook. Now that's brutal. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, and the crowd yeah. just erupted when that that happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It makes then, sense why th those are a very big part of the Disney parks is that you can buy one of those and put it on your shoulder. Isn't that correct, Zach? Yeah, you can buy uh, yeah. yeah, one of those. Oh, yeah. Disney doesn't do anything without planning and intentional. You know what I mean? It's what it is. Well, that's, okay, the, this is, that's the porgs. That's the porgs of the Mandalorian. Well, I, want, I have a question, though. In our Facebook, I think it was in the Facebook group or Twitter, a friend of the show, great friend of the show, Pork Knight, when he saw all the helmets on the pikes, he goes, oh, wouldn't this be great that, like, at Disney's Galaxy's Edge, for whatever period of time, like around the Halloween season, they had like a Star Wars equivalent of that. And this is the question, though. You are Disney, and like Jim said, they plan everything out. Like Monster Mash? Well, I, I think that, if, okay, there's something I'll be getting into <laughs> in a couple of weeks with that, though. Monster Mash, I think, has been in the works for a while. 
Um, it's just something I don't think they knew how to handle with until again, we'll get to the rise of Skywalker stuff. We'll get there in due time. Um, but it's the idea that the Mandalorian, like you guys have already said, five years after Jedi, 25 years before the Force Awakens. The thing is, is that let's say the Mandalorian show takes off like Stranger Things. Let's say it becomes a cultural <laughs> cultural touchstone. Where do you plug uh, okay. that element into Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, I don't know. You just make it. You 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 put lookalikes of uh, Werner Herzog in the bar to talk to real slow too, and live stormtroopers. And uh, it, it seemed in that footage that uh, he he talks to uh, Carl Weathers, Space Carl Weathers first. <laughs> And um, <laughs> and Space Call Weathers tells him just he got to talk to the big man or whatever, and it looks like he just walked next door, and just, then they gave you the nostalgia of of the uh, the same door greeter as Jabba. Was that a little much? No, but you know it's you know just think about it. it's utilitarian, just like a garage door opener. I mean, everybody's yeah. got one. Okay, for the yeah. record, for the audience, just like carbonite. Everyone, everyone, it wasn't special that uh, Vader. Kind of improvised and got some carbonite to, to trap well, him in. You could do know, that evidently anywhere. It, back in uh, the Clone Wars, it was Anakin's idea to do that to hide your signature so they can invade the uh, the Citadel. Yeah, carbonite's just a thing. It's great. I mean, it looks it visually that that looked really great when he walked past that guy who or whatever the alien that was that he had uh, in carbonite. It's very cool. Well, for the record, to the audience out there, Russ and Jim aren't just referencing what we were shown. The stuff you guys are referencing, for the most part, is the stuff that leaked back during Celebration. Yes, yeah. I, I had actually kind of forgotten about it until it was, like, right under the video for the trailer. And I, I assumed that they had played it again, but no. It just no, I just, want, I just want to note that for the audience. that You guys are referencing, like, the monkey on the, 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 monkey on the Spitfire. Well, yes. That was all from April. That's not in this new official trailer. That's still, no, quote, no, unquote, no. unofficial. We could, we could talk in the new stuff, you know. But you know, it's fine. You got the. You want to talk about the new stuff? What the? Yeah, we can go to the new new stuff if you want. No, I'm just. I just want to highlight it for the audience, just in case somebody thinks they missed another trailer. Oh, I, oh right. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, there is. You know that footage that had uh, that leaked. That, but a lot of that stuff, that same stuff, is in that trailer. I mean, it's like you know, there's a good bit in there. They showed a lot more stuff at Celebration that they didn't show this time. There's more. There was. There was probably at least five times as much footage shown at oh. Celebration there was the other day. Right. Oh no, I agree. You got. You got him. What fighting? You got. You know what? IG88. You got more of that. You got the Death Troopers, Firing Squad. You got the Pikes. Right. That's all in the new stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then the big uh, cannon, the, the Carl Space Carl Weathers, the good, the girl in the water with the little girl. Is it like a story about a girl? Like, is like because they kind of, yeah. Who knows? I'm well, that's the rumor. I'm the rumor is that the Mandalorian is sent out on a bounty for a child. It's something that I don't know whether the Imperial Remnant or somebody who's just their own faction wearing Imperial armor wants the child. The Mandalorian realizes they're going to do something horrible with the child, and he decides to go on the lamb and protect the kid. It's also be from what the rumors are. It's going to be very Terminator Two esque. Interesting. That's the rumor. Who knows if it's true? That's just the rumor right now. Yeah, exactly. No, but like, go to a point before that really wasn't answered, Jim. If you, if let's say the Mandalorian does take off, right? How and it does. Like, let's say it becomes a really big thing. I know Russ laughed when I said Stranger Things level, but like, for the sake of argument, considering everybody and their brother says they're going to sign up for the seven dollars a month price tag, let's say it does take off. Where does Disney plug this into the theme park? Considering that this takes place twenty five. 
25 years before the theme park, quote unquote, takes place. Oh, probably. They can't have. Well, Disney's all about merchandising, so let's throw merchandising in the stores. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. Like, I don't think I've said on the podcast, but now that I, they had the costume of the Mandalorian on display, and I looked at that and I said, "God damn, that is one sexy ass costume." Like, I don't know about you guys though, but I'm going to corner the market on Mandalorian action figures come Triple Force Friday. Like, I'm going to buy them all, and you have to come to me to buy them. Like, <laughs> that's going to be like I can guarantee you right now, come Triple Force Friday. That figure will be the hardest to find figure until they do a restock in X amount of weeks. Like that is like the like I, I thought Captain Phasma was the coolest creation on the face of this earth when I first saw her. She ain't got nothing on the Mandalorian. Like like we discussed in the pre-show recording, he's got the rifle. He, he's got the magnet with the magnet rifle, the little thing at the end. He's got the, got the silver helmet. He's got the little cape. He's got the cobbled together armor. Oh, it is like on a scale of one to ten on like quote unquote sexy Star Wars costumes. Yeah, this like, is boy, this is like this is yeah. the ten bell for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like this is the best of both worlds. It really is. It's like has the like the phasma chrome helmet. Yeah, it's got all the other Boba Fett esque aesthetic with a little bit of that nostalgia of holiday special sprinkled in with the rifle. I always said Phasma was like a Frankenstein's monster of just like elements in Star Wars that work well together. This is yeah. like Frankenstein on like Frankenstein's monster on steroids. How do we make Padme's ship a stormtrooper? Well, let's figure it out. <laughs> then give it, technically, yeah. Then give it a uh, black cape with a red stripe. The, the merchandise for the Mandalorian is going to hit us over the head as well, like every other piece of Star Wars merchandise. Like I can only imagine the amount of like just everything we're going to get, whether it be like backpacks. Oh, uh, hey, are we going to see it for this Halloween? I mean, Halloween stuff is going to be coming out in a couple weeks. You know, they think that pretty far ahead with this stuff is uh is Spirit, which is what Spirit's a big chain. You guys have Spirit Halloween, right? Of course, right. Yeah. everyone does. Of course, they pop in and then they just blow out with the wind. In uh, probably well, can't take our clothes, Toys R Us. That's something else. But yeah, you think there's going to be Mandalorian uh kid costumes and stuff like just coming now? Online, yes. Uh, not in stores because Disney has that embargo of October 4th and there's no way they're going to ship that stuff. Like spirit Halloween. Once they get like started, like at the end of August, they're pretty much like their floor plan is locked in, or at least to my understanding. I remember a few years ago, there was like a modern Marvels or whatever, like a history channel thing on like the Halloween industry. Um, I guess I'm going to rephrase that the, the retail Hollywood, yeah. um, Halloween uh, industry. I saw that. I, that. That was great. Yeah. And they most they like have most of their stuff locked in like months in advance, if not like a year in advance. I could see it showing up online. That's what happened with um, the Force Awakens. I remember checking, like seeing, like oh, I wonder, like in the like Halloween season of 2015, and they had none of the stuff in stores. And like the Kylo Ren stuff was more or less um, like online only. So yeah, I, I, I uh, agree. We'll see. Uh, my son my son dressed as Kylo Ren uh, before uh, Force Awakens came out. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I got to look into that. I think he did, though. He did I want to say that that was out. Yeah, he was. He was a poser, too, because he had no idea who he was. <laughs> Trendsetter and a poser. What a lovely combination. <laughs> um, but no, like I said, I, I just think it's interesting that like Disney is like working in so many different like time periods of Star Wars. And they bet everything on the the, the post sequel trilogy era, considering this takes place after the Last Jedi. 
Like, I find that so weird. They bet everything on that time period. And look at all the projects. Like you guys said, look at all the projects they said now, they've announced. Mandalorian familiar aesthetics. Yeah, all the familiar aesthetics. It has to be close enough on this end or this end. You know, there's no other end to go to until what we talked about, you know, we can go in back or further ahead. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I think this is a mass. I think, again, I know there's, there's a narrative around Galaxy's Edge. And we'll be delving into that sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, I, I can't help but feel that like, maybe they should have picked a locale that, and I guess that's what Batu is. It's just, it's generic enough in the star Wars sense that you can just plug anything into it. I'm still convinced that there's going to be some Batu scene in the rise of Skywalker, even if it's like a, uh, X-Men first class professor Xavier and Magneto walk in and Wolverine tells him to F off and they turn around and walk <laughs> out. Even if it's like a 10 second long sequence, I do think we're going to bot to somewhere in that movie or maybe even the Mandalorian. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a scene yeah, in one of the episodes that. where they where he goes there and all you gotta do is just close the park like one one night early and you can shoot there <laughs> oh, at night. Oh, oh, you think they would actually shoot it at the park itself? Like what? Why not? It, you shoot I it guess. at night. Yeah, I guess you could. And with the don't look at that Millennium Falcon. Well, I guess the Falcon would exist too. You could have well, it in. Well, you do is just t- oh come on, Russell. Today's technology is to erase it. Sure, and just get a little older Alden Ehrenreich in there. Perfect. <laughs> okay, a uh, little off topic. Does Alden Ehrenreich show up in the uh, Kenobi series or Cassian Andor series? Sure. I definitely think the Kenobi one. Um, the, but how would that work? Wait, he meets them later. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I, I don't mean like show up as in like they meet, they shake hands. I'm not saying that, though. But let's just say it's like a Ponda Baba th- and Dr. Evazan Rogue One. Like it's just, I it's could like, see... I see the Cassian one more than the Kenobi. I don't. I don't think you could cross that line. You, I mean, I think definitely in the Cassian. Cassian and Han could have known each other because he died before we met Han. So they could have gone on an adventure, and he just never knew that he was even a, a rebel. He just, or maybe he did, and he just didn't talk about it. Yeah, it's a good point. Cassian Andor takes the, the Cassian Andor series takes place years after Solo, so we probably yeah, would see a Nest, Amphis Nest, and all that. They could put that in Cassian. Oh yeah, that's good because that's up. all Rebel associated. We've got to get that um, that super super content uh, Haxion gas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I, I, again, I, there's gonna be a lot of plugging things in. There's gonna be a lot. It's just a matter of like how like restrained they are. Darth Maul could be ripping up somebody in there. You know, he, he's part of that verse. Who knows? I'm sorry. Go on. No, no. Remember, uh, keep in mind that Darth Maul goes from being the head of a crime syndicate to being like a bum living on Malachor that can't get away off the planet. So clearly he has a fall from grace. Well, and, and, and you think about that when he's on Malachor, all he's doing is bitching about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, that's his entire shtick in the show after the Phantom Menace. He doesn't say anything. Everything is Kenobi. That's that's his entire thing. Yeah, didn't he survive off the hate of Kenobi? Well, maybe Kenobi leaves to go deal with Maul and leave him on Malachor. Ah, based on the timeline, based on the timeline of this, there is a lot of years between those points. Yeah, that's true too. And based on the thing, it looks like the Kenobi series takes place before the end of Solo. Right, it does. So I don't know. I think I think again. That's the weird thing, though. You said, Jim. I think their idea was the first, like, like they were going to do. I think they were going with Solo. They were going to do a crime syndicate trilogy. The first movie is Han Solo's perspective of it. 
The second one or third one, depending on the order, was going to be a Kenobi and then a Boba Fett version. I think they all were going to be three different stories, but all telling different perspectives of the crime era or crime, the crime syndicates of the Star Wars universe during the the Galactic Civil War. Well, and then maybe pull a uh, an MCU and then combine them together in another movie. Sure, depending on how successful, I would imagine they probably explored that option. Yeah. Okay, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of things being folded in here. I think the whole idea of the Mandalorians like working within the crime, crime like seedy underbelly. I think that has to be an idea left over from the Boba Fett film that they, and that's the rumor too that they folded in. Like when the Boba Fett movie got shelved after Solo tanked, they said a lot of the ideas from that got folded into this. Well, make it makes sense because they probably already had a lot of content ready to, you know, I mean, in terms of ideas and research and. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, just good. I mean, having just good one-off bounty hunter stories. Like, what is... Like, in the kind of Boba Fett comics, just some of those interesting one-shot stories where he pulls off a bounty, he ends up uh, finding a wrecked ship that has a bunch of stuff he can make. You know, he always makes out like a king in everything he does. So... Yeah, there has to be, for the screen, written scenes like that. Because you know they were trying to make something with him. Yeah, like I said, and the fact that it's funny, like how we talked about, they're pulling everything that's recognizable out of of the story. It's the idea of where is Boba Fett in all this? It would be a payoff if they cross paths. That would be a neat, that would really get everybody's attention. That's what I mean. He's so, that's the weird thing. Boba Fett is like one of the top selling characters when it comes to merchandise. And Disney loves selling merchandise. And he's just MIA during all this. Like nowhere. Like he doesn't like he's showing up in a couple of places in the new canon. And that's it. Like not even anything in any sort of major way. Yes, in the comics he shows up. That's it. And it's so weird that like nobody tried to use him. Like Rebels didn't try to use him. It's it's I find well, it peculiar. I, I, I think I think it's almost like the sacred cow. Yeah, like they're, they're scared afraid, to. They that's why they're scared to, to do something wrong with him. Yeah, just like Vader. Just like Vader, they took a. Used him. Right. Using him was right. an awful risk in Rogue One, but it actually paid off. So maybe they'll learn from that. That you, if you in just a brief enough appearance, you can make it work. Well, and then then to unleash Vader and right and use Vader the way that he's supposed to be one of the most feared thing in the universe. And him to go for that last 30 seconds and just rip through everybody, that was worth the price of admission right there, let alone the rest of the movie. Right. Well, there's still some funny, not to get into the Rogue One game, but everybody forgets that like there's excised footage of Vader from Rogue One that we've never seen before. In that first trailer, we have him like looking at like the Death Star board, and it's like his like reflection of his helmet. Right. There's still and there's also rumors too that apparently in the scene where uh Tarkin tells Krennic that, like, oh, I'm taking over the Death Star. Vader was apparently there for that. And it's like, oh. oh. I don't know. It's like, there's, Vader, there's more Vader content out there somewhere. Who knows how much? It's probably not a lot. Um, but he's another character that, like, his major thing now is the VR game. Yeah. They'll put him in Cassian. It's too much Empire Rebellion stuff, and they Dude, have they'll, they'll use him. They'll use him. Where's that Vader? Okay, Jim, you're the person that's been petitioning for a Vader movie. What would you rather have, a Vader movie or a Vader TV series? I think I'd rather have the Vader television series because it's going to be longer episodes and can get more character developed than you you have to ram something into a two-hour movie. 
I would like that would be I think that would be good too because there are a lot of there's so many places you could tell stories in the Vader you could do the early Vader where he's adjusting the things and then he he finishes the purge or you could do stuff like in the comics with Doctor oh, Doctor well, Alphabet and the neat thing about Darth Vader is <laughs> I can tell you with trooping and everything everybody not even non Star Wars people know who Darth Vader is. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody. They may even get named the character wrong, but everybody knows the name Darth Vader. We have people get called Stormtroopers Darth Vader, Shadow Troopers called Darth Vader. I'm sorry, but everybody knows Darth Vader. Could you get Hayden in it and he just does some, like, you know, his own monster mash when he takes his helmet off sometimes and stuff? We could have him. Well, and, and again, just like they did, this is during a five-year period. After Return of the Jedi, I think that I think it's a great setup. I think if this if this Disney Plus does well, I don't necessarily see. I think I you could do something like that. I because you know the, what the next trilogy rumor is uh, is going to be Knights of the Old Republic era or something like that, legacy type stuff. I think, yeah, I mean, or yeah, I think you could put Vader in on this too. That would be amazing. That would be. That would that would keep me giving my money to him. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop my Netflix the minute this comes out. I'm stopping my Netflix and going to Disney Plus. I'm fine with that. You hear that Netflix? You lost Uh-oh. the Force Ghost Gym market. Yeah, I I told my daughter that the minute there was inklings of this, I'm like, hell, I'm done. I'm done with Netflix. <laughs> it's so expensive, and I can get this for cheaper and still get access to uh, what they add ESPN and what's the other one? Hulu Plus. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, if I can't find something to watch during that particular stretch, that's not Star Wars that I'm wanting to watch the whole thing. I'll be okay. Caravan of Courage at your fingertips. Oh, I've still got it sealed in plastic. I uh, I bought a copy of it. It's sitting downstairs. Yeah, I've got theater. the old one. I got it from Walmart, but ten years ago. It, yep, it's <laughs> Great VHS. Pickup. It was no on DVD. Oh, I have a that, that. Yeah, I have that early DVD. DVD. Yep, me too. It's sitting sealed in plastic downstairs still. I, I saw it when it came out initially, liked it. I'm afraid to open it up because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be disappointed in it across the board. But it's okay. That's all right. All right. With all that being said, ready to move on to a Rise of Skywalker stuff? All four frames? All four? All, okay. Now, that, that's what I thought about. We're going to talk about the brand new stuff. That's great. I don't think we need to agree with you. Let's talk about the new stuff they showed because I, I, I've heard rumors and I've seen... I've seen some of the stuff on YouTube. So go ahead. All go. right. Well, okay. You have, there was basically two videos. One of them was during the D23 Legends like montage where people were able to like use their phones and stuff like leaked out. Well, not leaked out. People just videoed it and people took screenshots of it. And from that, we got a couple of photos. And mostly, or a couple like images. One of them is the Tanta V4, and we yeah, have people rappelling off the side. Yes, we have we have different like re- like rebel resistance people, not rebels, resistance people like rappelling down it, like going up it. And we see like Poe and Finn like somewhere in that area. We have another shot of uh, our heroes: Ray, Poe, Finn, Chewbacca, C three PO on the deserts of Pasana. The desert, the, another desert planet. We have it's Kylo. Jakku. It's still going to be Jakku. I think that's JJ being JJ's. I don't know. I don't think Jakku has. Um, did we see anything but sand on Jakku? I didn't see like mountain, like 
like uh, rock structures on Jakku. Yeah, maybe right. It was all just crashed. I off. I don't know. They did say that it's called Pasana, so True. let's take let's take them at face value. Okay. And then the other really important sequence in this montage is we see Kylo Ren in like almost like a white sterile background location, and we see him looking down at something, and he opens up some sort of container. Or something And Vader's helmet appears And there's like smoke mist coming out of it It's so weird Like I love that they're bringing it back But how did it go from where you initially had it To now it's like It's vacuum sealed Like yeah, like you well, said, maybe you said it's it's a, maybe, for that's a maybe that's a flashback I don't think so I don't think they're going to do flashbacks with this And he has the scar too Oh, oh yeah I guess so Maybe he that's what he sent him out for. Maybe we were just wrong. Maybe he needed that back. Maybe come back. Daddy come back, you know? Granddaddy. Well, that's the weird thing, though. I, I think we we talked about it a little bit, though. But I think the helmet's going to be like a red herring for how Palpatine talks to him. I think everybody's like, oh, the helmet's the one that he, that's, that's Palpatine's using the channel through him. And that could certainly be possible, because I was like rewatching Return of the Jedi the other day. And if you know your Return of the Jedi, you know that when there's always a scene that I've always noticed, and I would imagine most Star Wars fans picked up on, that when mm. Vader throws him down, you see the electric go through Vader's helmet and you see his. Yeah, you see his skull. You see his skeleton, his bones peeking out. Would you be surprised if they somehow worked that into the narrative that that's how Palpatine transferred his es- essence? That that's it. That that thing we've seen forever that we always go, whoa! Look, you can see a skeleton in there. Like that kind of clever effect is the, like a, a complete linchpin to the second, uh, well, the third trilogy. I like I, would it. you? Would you be surprised, <laughs> Jim? No. What do you think? Would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't be surprised. How do you explain that in a movie though? It's like this, who was else was there? Well, Luke was there. <laughs> Monster Mash tells somebody this? No, they could. Oh, come on, Russ. At this point, or, they're bringing. They could do anything they want. Well, but well, but yeah. they're, and they're going back. But again, we're going to stick to the footage we're talking about. Get me off on a tangent. They're back to the Death Star again. We don't know. Well, that's well. It's supposed to be Star Destroyers. Star Destroyers. Yeah, what's the thousands? Yeah, was there supposed to be thousands of star destroyers? Is that what the, they said in that? Yeah, uh, that's the people that saw the we'll footage. We'll stick with the footage. We'll stick with the footage. Yes, yes, it, that's what it blocks out the sky. Is what they said. That's and they said that a couple weeks ago that something like that was going to happen. That's the thing too. Is like I don't like. That's weird. Like we talked about the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian feels like new. Like it's funny. I looked at the Mandalorian the same way I looked at that first Rogue One trailer. I really didn't know yeah. what to make of it in a good way. Like I, I couldn't get any sort of read on it because it was stuff I had never seen before. Like everything I keep seeing with the Rise of Skywalker, I'm getting like ideas and just like notions as to like where everything's going toward. Like I, I just get that feeling. Um, could I be wrong? Sure. But it's just like it doesn't feel as novel as it could be. It just feels like different like pieces of things being like pieced together to create a coherent narrative. Because like even like I went through and like watched all the interviews or as many as I could find that JJ Abrams and the cast did with like variety. Um different just like uh like deadline, like stuff they were doing like red not red carpet, but like interviews. I saw a little bit of that. I saw the one where they all asked about Dark Ray, but if, I'll wait till you bring up dark, that part. Yeah, we'll get to Dark Ray. <laughs> um, we're saving that for last, folks. We got to keep you throughout the entire episode. Uh, no, but like they're asking questions to them, and 
it's it's the idea that like oh jj abrams is like well like how like, they always ask him this question like oh how'd you work carrie fisher into this and he's like oh she's the core of the movie we built everything around her and i'm like i i, I get that for carrie fisher's memory i have no problem with that though it's the idea that with like carrie fisher like i appreciate like again for her memory though but to craft the final quote-unquote film of the star wars saga around excised footage from a previous film i'm yeah, not i think that i think he's just, he's just i think he's just saying that i don't think it can be that really i there he's not they're just no. trying to honor her at this point it's not gonna be I, his focus he's saying i've heard about it i don't think it's that at all i agree well i again i don't think it's gonna be like everything i don't think the whole movie is gonna be based like on leia's shoulders because i read an interview today from I'm sorry, an article from Variety today where J.J. Abrams says, and I quote, Abrams revealed that he was, quote, not surprised to direct the movie, that being The Rise of Skywalker, but was enlisted by Kennedy to salvage Rise of Skywalker after Carrie Fisher's death in 2016. Oof. And that's a really weird, weird phrasing to use because... Carrie Fisher passed away in 20, December of 2016. J.J. wasn't hired until September of 2017, months after Colin Madman Trevorrow was working on this. That's the, the thing. Though. Salvage. You don't salvage anything good. Uh, you, you like that's a weird. It is a weird choice of words to say about your big tent pole coming this year. That's what it is. I don't know why Vulture, and considering that like Lucasfilm PR vets all these articles, why they would have allowed them to use that terminology unless they agree with it. Yeah, I don't know. That seems to be the only thing you hear. Everything seems real positive about this one. Uh, it doesn't seem, I mean, we don't know everything, but it's everyone involved seems real happy up there as far as I can see. Yeah, like that's, I don't know. There's just something, like, again, there's something weird about The Rise of Skywalker. Because going then to, um, this was actually on Star Wars' official Instagram account. They posted stories asking most of the main cast how they would describe the Rise of Skywalker in three words. They asked Yonis Suetamo, Chewbacca, and he said, epic journey to conclusion, and he conceded that he used four words. He and just said, like, I'm a Wookiee, and there you go. That's really he, should have, he should have just growled, right, Russ? He's growled three times. Yeah. You know, just I've actually, I've actually met him here in Kansas City. He's a sweet guy. Very oh, really? Soft-spoken guy. Yeah, I'll post a. I've got a picture of standing next to him, and uh, he literally is seven foot tall. He towers over me, and I'm six foot with no problem. That's a side note. Keep going. Run, roll. Oh, that's cool. I, I, he seems like a nice guy from everything that I've uh, seen him do. Yep. All right, Kelly Marie Tran said, "Really, really long." Then she said, yeah, I haven't seen it, and then amended it to really, really amazing. That's weird. Which means that they shot a ton of footage. Yeah, I'll take it, take, take it being super long. If you're going to end this whole thing and you're putting all this stuff in it, yeah, we'll take it. You well, know, like I, we've said before, you've got, yeah, it's, it's, I just can't even imagine, but yeah. All right. I think, at, I think at the time, Revenge of the Sith was the longest of all of the Star Wars movies. So ending these things is not as easy, you know, in, the, in these times now. And then John Boyega would say, emotional, reflective, historical. Whoa, historical. Cool. Any comments, Jim? Oh, I think, like we've said in the last podcast I was in, 
they've got a lot of stuff they're dragging into this, trying to wrap up, make it. I mean, they have an opportunity to make this thing epic, historical, especially if they're going tying everything into this thing. I, I, I can't wait to see how it all works out. It's 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 got a I think epic would be a word I would probably use in this. Historic might be historic might be another word. Well, when he says historic, does he mean like historic as in like historic to like like Star Wars history as in like oh it's gonna be a momentous occasion in Star Wars or does he mean the content of the film will be historic as in they're gonna be delving into the past? That's my question. Maybe the context on that. Maybe I, I would bet it's both. I think it's just that they consider all this one long saga and that this is the definitive conclusion that that, that alone makes it historic, whatever the outcome. So he's not, you know, he's not wrong. The last one is from Daisy Ridley herself, and I'm going to read these in the reverse order of how she said <laughs> them. No, because, again, for dramatic reason, though, but I think it's very sure. telling. Satisfying, intense, and then the magic word from the last Jedi press tour, unexpected. Ooh. Well, I mean, I, I think they just she probably had the same cards from the last one. She just these are just the things you can say and just memorize them, and she's kind of just on a whim with it. I I point. don't I don't think so, Russ. Because remember, every just trained single, every article out of I'm sorry, every like press interview that anybody does for the Rise of Skywalker. I think at this oh. point, JJ has it tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> satisfying. That's clearly the thing that they want. Every remember, as we all know, the joke is the Force Awakens was. Real sets, practical effects, Last Jedi's was expect the unexpected, and this thing has been satisfying. Yes, and each movie ticket will come with a cigarette taped on it, because you're going to need it afterwards, <laughs> trust me. Yeah. You mean a vape device, Russ, a vape device. That's what the kids That'll are into nowadays. Um, every Rise of Skywalker ticket comes with a, a jewel device. Jim, considering that you are the, the biggest not my star Wars person present when it comes to the last Jedi, how do you take the star of the film saying, describing the rise of Skywalker as unexpected? I take it as there's been twists and turns in this. There's been rewrites. There's been reshoots refining on this whole thing. And I think where it started, I don't think they were real thrilled with it, but by the time they did the rewrites and the reshoots, I think it got to something she liked and ties up loose ends. I think. All right. And it's satisfying, but that's my take on it. All right. Fair enough. And the, uh, the piece de resistance out of all this, the thing that was the major headline out of the entire Dis uh, the star Wars portion of the, the Disney panel about movies is that the final shot of the trailer or whatever you want to call it. Montage is Ray. With a black cloak on, igniting a double-bladed red lightsaber. Whoa, whoa! Now some have said a, a lightsaber, or so I've heard it also said a staff. Is this supposed to be her own staff constructed into, or is it like separate lightsabers that come together? No, but they. I've not seen anybody. I have not seen it leak. I have not seen anyone post. An no one's seen a picture of it. at all. Why not? It, yeah, someone could have drawn it by now. Yeah, it's oh, funny it's, that it, there was. There was even someone someone posted an article where they called it, and there was also a vision of Ray with a red light table. And then the article had to go back and correct itself. Yeah. There's also a scene of Ray. You saw that too, right? They're like I, spinning it. No, 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 no. We didn't mean vision. We didn't know you psychos were going this deep into it. 
Well, okay. Well, then, what do you think, Ross? If that if that's an innocuous just use of a term, then why change? Yeah, you're right. How are they actually going to pull that off? And it's supposed to be the longest one to actually have her turn. What that? What would have to happen for that to happen? And how? Or is it just a possession thing? Or is this a, another ray? Is that why she saw all those other rays? Is it a <gasps> we're, getting, thing? we're getting Ray A. Like Luke from the, air the M- Yeah. Ray A. Oh my it god. Could be it. Would they actually have Ray fight an evil clone of herself? Would they that would be great. Oh, that, that would be so cool. That would be cool. <laughs> is that oh it? What, what did the clone image mean? What? Who is she? Is she she's is Palpatine's back because he's got all these these lady clones. Oh my god, that'd be great. Oh, the right to Ram have to fight him. That'd be oh, fun. My, oh my god, could you, could that what it actually is? That maybe it's evil. It's evil Ray. Oh my evil clone Ray. Oh my god, if they did something that horrible. <laughs> I would be, I, I would be so on board. It would be a definition of shut up and take my money. Oh man, where's that action figure, Disney? Remember, oh, no. there's the whole thing going on about a whole Sith fleet. Oh my god, yeah. Dark Side Clone Ray. Oh my god, that'd be great. Oh, all right. Where's where's my head cannon now? Where do who do I write a nasty letter to that doesn't turn out the way it does in December? Uh, send it to Office of Bob Iger at 101 <laughs> Disney Plaza, Disney Street in Disney, Florida. No, Ross. We sent all negative fan stuff to Ryan Johnson. Dear oh, Ryan Johnson, I know you had nothing to do with this, though, but F you. You rate my childhood. CC George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they said they brought him in. Isn't he part of this? Didn't, he, didn't they take the... Uh, the advice about Emperor Mash from him. They didn't have to ask his permission. That's well, okay. Well, you threw out like 15 different like YouTube like rumor yeah, like, right. things at once. There's like three or four different YouTube rumor like things in there. It's like, sure. Um, I don't know. But the one thing I do want to point out, I have no idea how true this is. Uh, from Vespin Bulletin, I have not seen this confirmed anywhere else. It says that when we see Ray wear the the black cloak and the double blade lightsaber we can hear palpatine say now your journey nears its end and then we hear darth vader breathing what <laughs> that's yeah that's just a mess they can't i don't know that's how is vader even in this yeah besides the mask itself it's it's gonna well, be great i can't wait i, I, I want until we monday morning we get the thing right this well, we have this to, that'll be out by then, right? We have to hope that they, yeah, you would hope. So by the time you're hearing this, folks, you'll hear you'll you'll be able hopefully you'll be able to see how correct any of this is. Oh man, are they going to show that Ray footage? They have to end on that. That's their hook for like two months. It's just that image. It has to be. I don't know. Like that's a like. Remember, remember, you remember Russ and you too. Do you remember at the end of the last Jedi thing where Kylo Ren holds his hand out to her? Everyone was like freaking out. Yeah. That that wasn't even like a red herring. That's like legit what happens in the film. Like, how do you do that again? Have another like opening of like, oh, Ray turns to the dark side, and this time make it so blatant. And again, look at it too. The fact that we have like, think about it. All the other marketing materials we've seen of Ray so far, she's wearing white. She's wearing bright white clothing. Yeah. That's why it's the clone. It has to be the clone, then. It has to be that. It has to be some, like, it's either a vision, like we already mentioned, was in the original incarnation of the StarWars.com article, or it has to be some version of that. Like, I I don't know. Like, that's... And the fact that, like, I wouldn't be surprised either if that lightsaber is, like, Palpatine's new lightsaber. Because, of course, Palpatine's going to have to use a lightsaber in this. 
Oh. Yeah, Clone Ray, man. I dig it. I like it. That's the only way, I guess. If they uh, actually do the Clone Ray thing, Lord help us all. <laughs> there will be right. Okay, Jim, what would you think of a clone? Like, okay, you don't like The Last Jedi. You're part of, like, I don't want to say you're part of that, of the fan base, but what would you think if they cloned Ray and she's evil Ray? Well, you know, it would be Disney doubling down on their character. But how would you like it, though? How would you like it, Jim? You know, I'm easy to get along with. It's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think as long as the rest of this movie's all right, I get my epic space battle. I get tying stuff back in. I get lots of Easter eggs. Some A-wings. Some, you know, I, I, Y-wings. Right, if, 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 if I can get tied together, I get my epic space battle. I get really cool stuff in this, and they bring her back. Could it be a flashback? It could be actual footage. Could she be, you know, there's that whole thing about the Sith fleet. Is she running the Sith fleet? Who knows? I'm oh, not- my God. Oh, my God. Jim, you're making it worse. Please stop. Please stop. It can't get any worse. Oh, no. Yeah, that's why Kylo no. Ren was freaking about. Because are they ever going to explain Kylo Ren saying, what about that girl? Like, that Bruh, is stop. just worse. Bruh, stop. Yeah. It got worse. All right, sorry. It got worse. Okay, where's, what's the safety word? What's the safety word? Remember Alderaan, down with the Empire. Safe, You're safety right. Words. You're right. All right, wait, hold on. Let me cleanse it real quick. Remember Alderaan, down with the Empire. All right. Oh, no. No. No, we can't do this. No, God. R- Evil Ray in charge of the. Oh, no, folks. Could, could this be. Like, that's a Colin Madman Trevorrow idea. Like, that's like something Colin Trevorrow would have done. Clone Ray and make her evil. Yeah, maybe maybe that is just a, a vision that they see real quick, and that's just a dig at him, where they're like, they show it for a second, like, this is what you were going to do, but it's just a vision for one second. It's oh, part no. of the Force Flash. But it's like, uh, it's like they at one point they switch clothes, like during all. If there's a Force Flash battle, like at one point, you know, she's got the dress on and the and the lightsaber, and he like, looks down and he's got the white wraps on, like, huh? Because you got to get another swallow moment, and that'll be it. Like, he's in raised clothes when they flip just once. <laughs> That's the thing, though, with this, though, is just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it's so scary. Because I could, like, okay, Ross, you may have a really good, you had a really good point. If that's the final piece of, like, official marketing until... Like Triple Force Friday, which is like over a month from now. And then we're gonna get our final trailer, like sometime with like 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 Monday Night Football, come like the end of October. That's gonna be like the last thing we like have like to officially chew on between that and the new poster they release, which isn't really showing much. It's just like a cartoon version of Palpatine, like leering between Kylo Ren and Ray fighting. Yeah, people uh, are mad at the poster. That's one thing that people are mad. So people are like. It looks like animated Palpatine. It does. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I've heard, I've, I've heard that too. I've yeah, it's cartoony. Too. It's very cartoony looking. I, I think the, I think it's really cool. I love I love the image. I've you know. I guess it's I'm fine. Biased, I have nothing it's, against it's it. It's cool. Yeah, not well, at all. Well, remember, like we talked about it before. So does this mean we're getting like Monster Mash Palpatine and not yeah. like? I guess that's what it is. It's going to be this. Like think about it. Palpatine's able to reincarnate himself. And he can't make himself look any better. And like how people are like it looks so cartoony, and then you see an image of him from Revenge of the Sith, and you're like, "Yeah, try drawing this guy and tell me it won't look cartoony." And it's like you know when he's the most ridiculously puffy, and before he puts the hood on, 
It's like, of course, it's it's this is uh this is stylized. This is an interpretation. It's like an old. I'm looking at old. My my screen thing is an old Star Wars comic, and it's like that. It looks like in kind of an older poster almost. Dark side Medicare doesn't cover cosmetic surgery. Folks, please don't let it be. Please, oh God, Russ, could you be onto something here? I hope not. I don't know. I hope not either. But I am excited for it from everything we've seen. I can't wait to see the new thing that's out already. Oh, boy. All right, gentlemen. Um, are we ready to wrap this bad boy up? Any other speculation or anything else you'd like to say about D23 before we wrap this up? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll say no. It, uh, um, I'm excited for all this stuff, though. I mean, bring on more Rise of Skywalker, man. We're ready. We're ready. Want that? And I'm excited for Monday. Yep, Monday. But remember, folks, by the time you're hearing this, you will know more about what happened than we do right now. All right, so conclude this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group, type Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and chances are you'll find us there waiting for you. Send us an email at kovpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at kovpodcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Cinemodies. And you can also hear me on the Cinemodies podcast where we'll be talking about Amazon Women on the Moon. Never heard of it before? Not surprising, because I didn't know this existed either until I had to watch it. But if you like hey, sketch I- cop. You, you like it, did you Did you watch that movie? Yes, and we did, talked about was, it. Was some of it filmed at Coral Castle in Florida? The uh, it's like a look a weird obelisk made of stone and chairs and stuff like that. I believe I've heard of this movie. Uh, maybe I mean, we watched it once. I didn't pay too careful attention to something like. If you can tell me like what skit is in, it's in. Then well, maybe. we'll figure it out. That was a crossover. We did an episode about uh, the Coral Castle. I think some of it was filmed there. Listen to Unbelievers podcast. Russ out. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> all righty, Jim. When you're not giving Ray her double bladed red light, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. When you're not giving the dark side clone of Ray her double bladed lightsaber, where can people find you? Uh, I'm through the the podcast Facebook page, and then I'm also on Facebook at J T T H A Y N E on Facebook. Also, Jim, you also have a story to tell our audience. But your friend in yeah. the title that he sits, the title I've given you that actually happened in real life. Oh, yes. Call out to Justin, Justin Casey, who listens to the podcast, unbeknownst to me. He, uh, he, uh, sitting at a, had an armor party at my house and everybody was working and he, uh, in my kitchen. And he looked at me and he goes, you know, he called me Force Ghost, caught me completely by surprise. I was not ready for it. But yeah. So there you go. Well, Justin, I'd like to say thank you. After running this joke for about a year, and basically going nowhere, considering I'm the only person that refers, refers to Jim that way, thank you for carrying on its legacy. You are doing the Knights of Vader podcast proud. Thank you. All righty, gentlemen. With that being said, good night, but not good goodbye. Night. Adios. Good night.
Lizzie McGuire with my sister for years. I've grown to hate it.